0: Welcome to the Beat the Bullshit Podcast with your hosts Liam Holder and Alex Broadbent. Their mission is to guide you through the confusing world of health and fitness as they help you to make the most of your body, mind, and nutrition. So get ready to listen to them and their amazing guests as they help you to beat the bullshit.
1: Welcome back, everyone, to episode six of the Beast in the Bullshit podcast with myself, Liam Holder, and Alex Broadbent. Hello, everybody. Again, how have you been this week, mate? Always like to do a weekly update with you, see how you've been. Uh, yeah, good, mate. We had a good walk last week, didn't we? Yeah, um, you, me, Liv, and uh, Maisie, yeah? Maisie the dog. I think
0: I'm, I've become sort of like the uh, go-to walking person, I think. I, How I, I thought we go? We went a long way, didn't we? Oh, I think it's,
1: about, it's got to be about 11k, maybe. It's got to be about there, isn't it?
0: 11k, yeah. and we were out for quite a while, weren't we?
1: About two hours, I, I think, yeah.
0: did another two of them, one after the other, with different people, so plenty of walking, mate, basically is what I've been doing the last
1: week. <laughs> and uh, we just had a brief chat about something you've just started to take up. Yeah, I'm used to that.
0: So I started doing some uh, calisthenic-type stuff, so basically, if, you, if you're not familiar with that, it's what just, it's like controlling your own body weight, isn't it, basically? Yeah, yeah. Um, headstands, handstands, and and all this stuff, I thought... You know, I might be all right, like strength to weight ratio, I might be pretty good. Turns out I'm absolutely shit. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I've got a few bumps and bruises. Something's been broke in my house as well. Uh, try, <laughs> trying a headstand and, and I smashed something off the wall. Uh, yeah, it's not going too good so far mate.
1: <laughs> Holden back to you being pretty good at that so you said for especially for your weight you are strong for your weight. I, I would be mate I always thought like
0: body you know body weight to strength ratio would be all right but out, nah it was all maybe maybe
1: maybe I maybe it was before lockdown started. The, the scary thing about that for me thinking about that is though, that um with you saying that how shit would I bid it? <laughs> Be horrific.
0: i'll show you some of the stuff when we get back in the gym i haven't even touched a piece of equipment yet i mean obviously a lot of it's on bars and dips and i haven't even i've got no equipment to use that at the minute so it's just body weight and no equipment and it's a mess <laughs> <laughs> i should i should film some outtakes because then everyone would have a good laugh i'm telling you
1: i was literally saying if you do that as a blooper thing that'll go viral mate. That class yeah. you just falling across your living room smashing everything dog go crazy it's tough man how about yourself mm. um no just just saying that like, good good working week just bits of training got f- three running sessions in last week which was pretty good Two two interval ones and um, like i said rugby shortly coming up and then uh a little bit of a longer distance one for, for me like 4k is like a little bit longer than what i generally do so i'm, I'm building that up uh a bit of zone one running as jack brown would call it mm-hmm. um so it's nothing too too quick although to be fair it was a pb considering i ha- that's the fastest i've ran it in 12 months Um, Mm -hmm. And it felt fairly comfortable, to be fair. So, so yeah, getting fitter, which is nice to see at the same time. And, again, this is probably the longest I've been injury-free, like I've said before, um, mainly because I'm not playing rugby because there's nothing. (laughs) So that's one positive to kind of take out the whole situation that I've been injury-free for, well, not even 12 months because I got injured in in between lockdown one and two. But at least about seven, eight months I've been pretty injury-free, so I'll take that.
0: Make
1: the most of it until rugby starts again soon. Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, but on to today's episode, guys, we are talking uh, about a topic that is very interesting to us in terms of, just as general individuals, but again, because of our job. Uh, it's all about body image today, which I think is a subject that we're quite looking forward to talking about a bit, isn't it? Yeah, it's a big, it's a big
0: subject as
1: well, isn't it, this one? Yeah, I think especially during lockdown. Again, I did a bit of an IGTV live with one of my friends the other day about it. Um, and we, we got some very good feedback off it. Uh, Again, a lot of people like agreeing with what we were talking about. We kind of spoke about, um, what we kind of felt like when we were younger, how me and Harry had different kind of pathway and journeys and stuff like this about it. Um, a lot of people related to either having experienced it at a very young age or having experienced it recently, especially probably more on the lockdown, mate. which I think we probably had a few clients who might have, have had that before people that we know um because they're far less active they've got more time to think about stuff because there's nothing really to do and that's when some of those thoughts can kind of crop up can't they
0: spending more time on social media
1: 100 which is one of the aspects i think me you'll dig into today which I know you'll love to, to dig into because you hate it but i love to hate it so it's one that we'll uh we'll, we'll dig into in a bit won't we yeah,
0: that'll be mentioned later we like that
1: right so i thought i'd talk with you a little bit of theory guys just purely because um, this being such a, a deep topic and quite a broad area, there's kind of four aspects of body image that I found out through some research that are different ways that we kind of think about uh, body image. So they basically are perceptual, affective, cognitive and behavioural. So those are four of the areas you can look at. So the first one being perceptual it's the way that you see yourself. So how you perceive yourself. So some people can perceive yourself as, uh, say, skinny or slim. Some people can perceive themselves as uh, overweight or carrying too much body fat, as an example. Effective is the way you feel about the way that you look, um, such as the amount of satisfaction or, say, dissatisfaction that you can get when it comes to your weight as a number, uh, your appearance or certain body parts, where, you know, a lot of people say, like, I want to lose body fat from this area because it does not make me feel very comfortable, et cetera uh cognitive thoughts and beliefs that you feel about your body um so some believe that they will feel better when they are uh thinner or when they develop a certain amount of muscle mass um so it's actually that cognitive issue when they think in the future like i think this is one that we see quite a lot alex where people mention the numbers mainly like i need to lose 10 kilos because that that's going to make me happy um 10 kilos is just a just a number it means absolutely nothing could be 10 kilos of muscle 10 kilos of body fat chop a few bones off 10 kilos of bone uh, sounds a weird statement for me to so say. Ten kilos, we'll just keep it away at that. Um, but again, that's just a number. But I think that's something we come across quite a lot, isn't it?
0: That's that's the one out of all of those ones that I come across the most when someone yeah. says I want to be this weight, and I'm just like, why? And this Um I don't know, they felt good at that, at that in the previous weight, but I always ask them, "What well, you're a bit heavier now?" But a lot of time when they're heavier, it might be it's might because they've added some muscle mass. To be honest with you. And then I always say to them, well, what can you do now that you couldn't do before? Oh, I can do a push up or oh, I can do a pull up or something like it's usually something like that. And I was just like, well, you know, let's look at the benefits of where you are now rather than and these people are not big by any means. They've just got this, they're fixated on this number from the past. Um and it's hard, isn't it, to change the mindset to,
1: Yeah. I think you got a bit of a bollocking off one of your female clients, didn't you? Where I think I can't remember, was it her weight? stayed around the same but she her figure absolutely changed it was fantastic but she's oh, having to go at you because she couldn't get her oh that was it yeah she put stone on sorry and she couldn't get into her clothes properly because her, her, her bum was in a big area but she looked phenomenal and she's really happy with that but she had to go at you for the stone didn't she i think
0: yeah just because of the weight and um, the scale Why i was just like well no, nobody knows about that but most people see you walking around the street so surely you're okay
1: yeah, well, that's a difference. Like I said, that would be probably more of what we just explained, probably effective, where people are thinking about satisfaction or dissatisfaction about the number.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, but actually, when you think about it, um and how you look and look at the appearance factor at that, like I said, she looked absolutely fantastic, didn't she? Yeah, mate,
0: she did. She still bothered me about the scale of weight, but oh, yeah. uh, still a work in progress, that is.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and then the fourth and final one was behavioral um so again another common one that we might see out is uh, the, the things that you do in relation to the way that you look so for some people if they are dissatisfied it can actually lead to uh employing certain uh destructive behavioral habits so it can be excessive exercising or uh disordered eating to change their appearance and that sort of extreme error that you're kind of looking at Um, which is probably one that we probably see a bit more is kind of either excessive exercise and like people who just do hours and hours and hours of cardio think that cardio is going to benefit them Um, or again just not eating enough because they think less is better
0: yeah it's an interesting one that one goes both ways doesn't it as well because some people are that dissatisfied with their the way they look or you know um, that they'll actually go the other way and think like sod it I'm just going to eat everything because I'm big and I'm always going to be big and I'm destined to be this way so you know I'm just going to enjoy my food and eat off the scale and like you said it goes the other way then that people more or less starve themselves so um we're getting to like deep psychological areas aren't we with some of those issues mm-hmm. um it, it can you know it can be very tough to, to sort out and sometimes beyond our remit isn't it and it, it's a referred a referred um case
1: yeah definitely i think uh again the psychologist that we speak about quite a lot marion that we work with very closely and she, she's fantastic she'll deal with this quite a lot where you look at um sort of eating disorders uh especially i think she works with people who are are normally deem themselves to be uh, a little bit slimmer or skinny and trying to have eating disorders that way and try to build their confidence to eating more food and be happier and more confident in their their image yeah um, i think she works in that area a little bit more doesn't she i think
0: yeah she she will do man I mean she's got a big um range of experience but it tends to be more that that type of stuff doesn't it yeah um, than the other way. but yeah it's just i think people just Important to realise it, it goes both ways, like self-sabotaging type stuff, you know what I mean? Where it's just off the scale and just think sod it and and sort of like almost give up, which is which is sad.
1: Yeah, I think self-sabotage is probably one of the biggest reasons some people don't really succeed to some of their their, their set goals that they've set themselves. Um I'm sure it's, it's a hard thing to go, but you can you can get over it. Yeah, which
0: definitely.
1: is a good thing. Um, so that's kind of gone through the theory part of it, guys, in the different aspects of the body. Image. So those are like the four Things related to body image, like I said, where you see how you feel, how you feel about certain areas, uh, the different um, habits and patterns that can be affected by the way that you think that you look, et cetera. Um, I thought it would be quite useful to go similar technique to what me and Harry did today, mate. So how did you kind of come across body image? Uh, again, I'm not calling you old at all, mate, but obviously there's a little bit of an age difference between you and you. And that's kind of, in my more recent years, it was probably a bit more prevalent if that's the right word yeah, yeah. Um, then, then it might have been when you say like 16 17 like uh, how did you come across it what kind of happened? I, I,
0: when I was 16 17 mate um, body image for females was a big one still um, you know it, it was something that was there but for males it was it, it was never spoke about mate it was never talked about um, bear in mind like when I was that age there was no Social media, there was no in the internet was around, but it wasn't widely used or anything like that. um So it was definitely a female thing, but I mean, it was a fraction, and I mean, a fraction of what it is today—an right? absolute tiny percentage.
1: I think, I think now it's, it, like I said, it's absolutely massive. Would you just kind of take that development from from you were 16, 17, when I was 16, 17? Again, it wasn't wasn't massive from when I was 16, 17. Again, bear in mind on that's only 10, 12 years ago. um But you take that to now, like, do you take that across that male? um that area it's uh, until back probably four or five years ago you seem to be like what, what they deem as quite soft wouldn't you if you came out with any sort of uh body image issues or or mental health issues and stuff like that and, you know if oh, if you, you do that you're not a bloke it'd yeah. kind of be that whole stupid macho sort of thing um whereas now it seems to be pushed and more accepted which is fantastic that people can feel more comfortable to come out and say you know what i, I do need help with these areas which is a good thing and I think, like you said, just the general numbers across male and female. Again, social media, you're going to take a little bit of a battering today, even though mm-hmm. we, we love and hate you because it helps us a lot being in areas. But in this area, it can be quite tricky. Um, yeah, I think that's probably a big portion of why these numbers are probably going up.
0: Yeah, mate. I, I, I think social media has got to have a huge impact on that, to be honest. Like I said, if I go back to when I was younger, the only thing really you had to compare yourself to with your friends... Um, and then the only other things was you see magazines like men's health was around. So you used to see men's health cover model and think, yeah, you know, I wouldn't mind a body like that or whatever. But I mean, you know, it was, it was not in your face all the time. Like it is now, mate. It, it, it might be like you see a magazine once a week when you go into a shop or something, mm-hmm. or if you, or if you brought it, um, I'm talking more men here, to be honest, I, I think females, it was there a bit more. Um, and then I think, I, and you just said it then as well, a little bit, but maybe it just wasn't it was there but underlying and it wasn't on the surface like it is now no one spoke about it or anything mm-hmm. there could be an element of that it's an interesting one that is but i think social media has definitely got to take some of the uh, the brunt i'm afraid for this one
1: yeah i think females it was probably there before because there's always been that social pressure that social expectation to be be a certain way to be a certain shape and all that sort of stuff so unfortunately I think that they've kind of always had that sort of stigma of what they should look like what they should dress like uh all, all, all this sort of stuff a long time before for males kind of came out of it like you said um so i think that stigma's kind of always been around with them unfortunately
0: yeah it's an interesting one as well i mean you know when i was younger probably a bit younger than 16 but certain certain certainly at secondary school still we probably had and I'd, I went to a massive school and it wasn't any particularly great school. So we didn't have like just the, you know, certain type of people there. But there was probably one or two obese people in the whole school, I'd say. And both of those two had clinical reasons for being that way. There was a medical reason for it. Um, so I think, you know, how, you know, if you look at the percentage of obesity now with children and school age people, um, it's totally different. mate. You're talking a school of like 1,200 kids and throughout the whole, there's like one or two. Um, honestly obviously there were some people that were a bit bigger than others but there was no one that you'd put in the obese category for whatever reason that might have been um i, I don't know but it, it's totally and like you said it's not actually that long ago but it's like chalk it's absolute chalk and cheese night and day type situations
1: yeah i think like i said well, i think we know just some simple statistics that obesity and the numbers of that have gone through the absolute roof and again obviously it's, it's a big topic at the moment being with the, the old c word covid and, and stuff like this but like i said it links to, to areas like this quite a lot as well and you can just see from the numbers uh how that's gone higher and higher and higher um yeah yeah
0: i think it's important as well you know you've seen some danger oh, we're going off topic here we'll come back to it in a bit but you've seen some dangerous articles haven't we recently I mean you have where it's almost like trying to normalize obesity just like just because it's prevalent don't try and normalize it you know if everyone went around shooting each other in the head you wouldn't you wouldn't normalize that would you um you know if it's something that's dangerous it needs to be confronted or, or
1: spoke about yeah because i think i can't remember which magazine it was fairly recently again this is probably a bit of a controversial topic to talking about i can't remember what the magazine was called so glad no it wasn't Glamour magazine or something like this but again like you said they are trying to normalize um higher body fat levels basically and for both of us, we are completely big fans of loving your body, be body confident as, as you like. That that's amazing. Like we love to see that sort of stuff, which is fantastic. But calling that healthy isn't necessarily the that isn't the way to go, really, because obviously it's not a healthy way to, to live your life. Yeah, it, it's yeah. just not because it brings so many different dangers um, when it comes to different conditions and stuff like this. Like I said, one hundred percent be body confident, but if you're trying to normalize people having extremely and dangerously to high, their high body fats and stuff like that. It, it, it can be quite tough. Um, and like I said, this is a bit of a controversial topic because we are talking about body image, but like I said, we're not telling people like, just if you are overweight, obese, et cetera, that you shouldn't feel happy yourself, 100% be happy yourself, Like be body confident, be happy with everything that you do. Um, like I said, deeming that difference between that and actually being how your body functions, the organs are healthy, et cetera, that there's a big, big difference.
0: Yeah. I mean, it, it's definitely, you know, pertinent to this conversation we're having isn't it we're not going off t- topic too much because the two main things for body image is, is weight isn't it mm-hmm. uh, up or down and then for men it'll be like usually like muscle mass type thing mm-hmm. um those are two those are the two ways normally aren't they they're, they're definitely what we're talking about here anyway they are um so yeah it, it's, t- it's t- totally different mate it's like 20 years ago but it's just you know a totally different situation like i said the social media just added to it as well
1: yeah. When, when did you first come across body image stuff? Um, like when you're younger, either or someone else or yourself or anything like that? I,
0: it, was, it, was, it wasn't until I was, you know, a lot older, mate, to be honest with you. Um, it, when, we, when I started doing weight training and stuff, I think I've said on one of our podcasts before, it was for sporting reasons um, and guys in the gym. You know, it was mainly guys in the gym. There wasn't any females. I've said that before as well um you know a lot of it was for getting better at whatever sport that you're interested in so I, I couldn't even put a number on that to to be, to be honest with you I mean, um it's definitely later on in my life when the gyms started to get a bit more popular and used to you know got a different range of people going and then you could see people like looking in the mirror at themselves and all this type of stuff um like, like mid-20s mate mid to late 20s something like that
1: yeah, because I, I said sort a of similar opinion where the day, whereas I said, if I hadn't done the bodybuilding competitions where it's all about aesthetics and how you look and, and about something, I might not have ever confronted it myself mm-hmm. ever. Because again, from both of us, we probably agree having a sporting background since I was like, I was one of those little idiots in school who played every sport just because I enjoyed doing it, whether I was good at it or not. <laughs> and so, so I was always physically, physically active literally every single day. So I never really confronted it until I was probably 23, 24 when I did that first kind of photo shoot thing or the, or the other little bits and bobs. Um, so that's kind of the first time I really really had it so I think depending on your environment you not, might not see it or confront it
0: no.
1: so I think for those people they always kind of put it off saying oh well I don't understand it but uh, it's just because they've never personally experienced it and just because they haven't personally experienced it they can't really put it off because it is a is a big thing out there much like mental health where people may not have had severe mental health issues again they can't put those off because they are a thing that people do, do obviously suffer with and, and they do need help for that same as body confidence or body images stuff.
0: Yeah, mate, it's definitely, for me personally, it's definitely into my late, my late 20s. And it might not have even been the, the things that we're talking about here. It could have been things like, you know, if someone's going, um, they're losing their hair early, for instance, or or, or they're going grey early or something like that. I mean, we might have come across that in like, you know, late teens, early 20s. But um, it, yeah, not not much at all, mate. Not much exposure to that whatsoever.
1: Mm-hmm. Is that, against social media? Obviously, like I said, that's going to be a prevalent topic today. I keep using that word prevalence, my word of the day, I think. I'm not even sure I'm using it the right way, but it is. <laughs> oh, uh, <yeah. laughs> it's like alumni that I keep using it all the moment for no reason. Um, Social media, again, it's, it's a big, big area. It's, again, like, like you say, it's, it's got to be the area that's kind of highlighted and brought this issue and increased the percentage of these issues the most. Because let's be honest, it is just a highlight reel for a lot of different areas that you see i think the ones that i probably pay attention to the most and that i probably personally think do the best um are the ones who just show a real journey like the ups the downs and i mean like they don't go shown off there if they've had a, an argument with a partner or all this sort of stuff but they're just a real person there if they have their down day they'll just like oh you, you know what i feel a bit shit today but i'm gonna carry on uh, and get my stuff done Or you know what i've had a pretty good day but that might change. Uh, and they're very, very real on well, what they do. I think some of the ones that people idolize and see, like all these YouTube vloggers and stars, all this sort of stuff, who've got their way, never show those down days because it, the the ratings would probably go down. It's not a good watch for viewers, all this sort of stuff. Um, and people try and think that's their real life, when it's, it's obviously not. Yeah, mate.
0: They've got to make it interesting, because otherwise no one will follow them, would they? Yeah, yeah it's just like i did nothing all day i had a netflix binge uh around the block and whatever i went shopping everyone would be like well I'm not following him or her they're boring as hell uh the health and fitness industry is probably the worst for it isn't it mm-hmm. to be to be fair but we know personally some people who if you looked at them on um the internet you'd think i was leading like the, the most fabulous life left right and center it's absolute bollocks <laughs> 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 it is bullshit um, you know they' they're renting cars they're doing it, it, all sorts of stuff they're not you know what they what they're like online is nothing what they're like in in real life at all
1: yeah and like we said it is a high real to the fact like you said where we personally know these people that show that you think they would live the the absolute high life in the top one percent of the UK and I like, said so we know that's very but it's all or like you say it's all bullshit uh, it is yeah. not true because well because we know it's not <laughs> <laughs> yeah we do um i I think again trolling is a big thing again i've just put a couple of notes down this but trolling is a big thing obviously on social media that can really really damage people's personal image of themselves and the uh, general body confidence their general confidence and stuff like this because it's such a a big area that people feel the need to actually just comment on uh, on what people are doing on their family on their appearance on the way they're trying to help people whether they think it's useless or whether they think it's amazing they feel the need to comment when they don't need to um and i don't think they really realize that the effect that that has,
0: the trolls yeah. themselves, yeah. yeah, like keyboard warriors, might some of the worst. <laughs> it's just like it put you know people that I've um, had a journey, gone through a journey with doing personal training. When they've transformed their lives, they're they're so uh, wary of putting things online about themselves because they're still frightened to death that they're going to get people. Uh, you know saying all sorts of stuff about you know we don't live in a world like that do we we want to be somewhere where you know people are congratulated from that because at the end of the day if someone's trying to put you down especially if they're like a keyboard warrior like that they've got their own insecurities that's the only reason they're doing it for trying to make themselves feel better that's it
1: yeah because again like you say you don't want to live in a world where you're scared to to put some great success and wins of yourself on there Um, and these people never come and say it to your face no that they'd never do it when they talk about stuff like this. Um,
0: you know, the, the, the thing, if you, you know, if anyone's worried about this who's listening, and you're just like me and Liam, you know, just normal people, and you're worried about it, you go remember that like people who have achieved, like, like Eddie Hall, I seen the other day put something on his uh, social media, and the amount of comments that were coming through, like, you know, really slagging him off about this, that, and the other. It's so, like this guy's achieved all these things that he has. Um, and you're still finding faults with him, you know. Anybody who puts stuff on, no matter the top of the game, they're going to find faults. And he's just like, Ar- Arnie was one, weren't he? You know, everyone trying to bring him down all the time. Um, I think, some- did someone say to him the once, I-, I never want to look like you? And he turned around and said,
1: don't worry about it, you never will. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which I think is just the class one. He's just like putting him in his place straight away. So. Yeah. so It's a great way to react. Because again, take it like, take back to Eddie Hall, for example. I know obviously he's gone through so many different achievements where he's become world Strongest Man, held the Deadlift world record, which I think Thor holds it now, doesn't he? I think, out of those? Yeah, I think he does. does. Yeah. But again, just, just lifting half a ton is absolutely ridiculous. Um, just to be able to get yourself anywhere near that is outrageous. But again, like I said, I was in sort of where he's gone through a transformation where he's doing that boxing fight with Thor at the moment, isn't he? And he looks ridiculously good. He looks phenomenal. Yeah. Um, and again, through size, he's got Thor six-pack and abs and you're just like, holy, how that Holy hell, what? How <laughs> he's you're uh, a genetic freak, man. yeah. <laughs> but, but still, you get people on there just going, Oh, you're still fat, so it's like, Yeah, how can you comment stuff like that when, like, oh, I, I just don't get it, mate? It's, it's ridiculous, it's it's such a dangerous thing that can knock these people. But again, people like Eddie Hall just like, Yeah, well, mate, <laughs> you can't do half the stuff I've done. Why, why feel I need to comment? And if you could, you wouldn't say that,
0: yeah, mate. It's, um, you know. Th- People like Eddie obviously are mega self-confident anyway. Um, but I think even you know some of the really confident people it gets to them when it's just that level of, you know, Premier League footballers, for instance, mm-hmm. some of the top athletes in the country, like the dedication to get to that level. You think how many play football worldwide and then there's 11 people, you know, in the first team where you've got to get to and give up to do that and they still get slated, you know, but... There's those people. But they the thing is with these guys. Like, I know the Premier League clubs now. They they offer coaching, don't they, to do with yeah. this? to deal of it psychologically. It's more like you know. You, you read about kids who have committed suicide and stuff because they're getting bullied online. You know that that's terrible and that's tragic. That is.
1: Yeah, it's 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 again. Like I said, I know I like social media food because of the, the good parts of it. Like what we can do for a business, a lot of the stuff that we're able to reach people. and again getting stuff like this. We're able to try and hopefully help. If we can help one person, we're both happy from doing stuff like this. But again, we wouldn't be able to do that with social media. But again, we both understand the absolute terrible parts of it and stuff like that, and just just don't get why people do it. But uh, again, the thing that on social media that can be good and can be pretty shit is comparison. I think comparison to anything. Like again, I say quite open to Harry. Like I've I've found that quite a hard thing. Like I know when. Say COVID happened, and we know online PTs are absolutely smashing it because they've been online for years and all this sort of stuff. And and I, I personally, again, probably haven't really told you this, but again, I kind of found it quite hard. From like well, why not? Why am I not doing well? Why? Why me and Alex not got loads of online clients? So for start, like, we'd never done it <laughs> that much. We'd done it a little bit. We didn't really promote it, or so that wasn't our area. We we're both doing really well with the clients. who got one to one, and they're absolutely smashing it. So it's kind of that like comparison, but it was not a comparison that was actually a real comparison. If you get what I mean. Um, and then the body image comparisons you can get um, but that can go either one way it can actually make you go down a a tough path or it can actually be the motivator which like for us it has worked really well in terms of like this COVID for us has transformed a lot of stuff in the way that we do with our business how the rebrand works how we deal with clients updating all our processes and we've used it as a very good motivator to be like you know what like COVID is very tough for everyone the cars are a, a a tough hand that we've all been dealt Um, but we made the the most of it, but you can see how it kind of goes either way, doing that comparison of people online with these shredded and beautiful people that are are on there. Yeah, mate, it's, you know,
0: the thing is as well, if you you compare everybody, it's it's human nature, isn't it? You're not going to stop it. Everyone's going to look at somebody or something and compare themselves to it, but everybody's good at something as well. You, You know, everybody that you meet is good at, they can do something. So, Say if you're looking at someone online and they've got like a six pack and you're thinking, oh, I'd really like that themselves. You can, if you met that person, you'd probably be good at something that I'd love to be able to do. So if you can play an instrument, for instance, they'll be like, bloody hell, I wish I could play violin or piano or something like that. Or if you could speak a second language. or there would be something where that person's the same. They look to you the same as well. Oh, I wish I could do that. I wish I could do that. It's just human age. It just happens to be that we're talking about health and fitness at the moment, doesn't it? And body image.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, there's loads of things that, you know, people would want to do that, yeah. that you can that do yourself.
1: And you just can't see it because obviously you don't see that person because they're uh, an influencer or whatever. And like I said, they, they might have a great physique, but A, they might feel unhealthy and feel pretty shit, whereas you feel amazing and you've got a lot of freedom. They can't because they have to train five hours a day. You don't have to, and you're fairly confident and happy in your body. Um, they might not be able to run a business, they're in that area. They might not even be able to coach someone um, yeah. properly and look after them healthily and help them get on a journey. And that's the area they're in. So again, there's going to be things and areas that they're going to be jealous of because they either haven't got the time to do it or, or don't really have the experience or the ability to do it. Yeah, I
0: think it, you know, there's no point in saying don't do it because everyone's going to compare yeah. themselves. It's just human nature. It's just the way it is. Um, you know, just try and be the best. You know, the best that you can be because we can. All, where does it stop the comparison? You know, if you compare yourself to i don't know a runner for instance online you want to be like some type of runner you've seen but then they probably look at someone like mo farah and then just like i want to be like mo farah it just goes up and up and up and up and up and there's always someone better there's always somebody younger fitter faster whatever mm-hmm. uh you just need to concentrate on being the best that you you can whatever cards you've been dealt with then try and make the most of those
1: yeah no definitely mate um it'd be quite good i was thinking, at thinking top of my head to try and uh, get marion and, and or dave coptrell on to talk about stuff like this body image and stuff because i think they'd have some fantastic views oh, and ways yeah, that they yeah. can help people yeah. so i think that's something we'll definitely look into guys um because i think that both those two had some really good value um to, to all of us as individuals on this area um but when we get clients in this area mate, what, what have you kind of done there's only there's two things i've kind of focused on with, uh, with this area um what would you kind of do if you get a client that struggles with body image
0: it, it's a tough one, mate. It takes it takes a while to be honest with you. It's not. I, I set the realistic expectations for one mm-hmm. that it, you know they're not going to just work with us for like three months or something and everything's going to be better. Um, but setting some goals for them on stuff that they you know they want to achieve, whether it's to lift something or get into a dress maybe or whatever it is, um, I think that's a big one because when they start like getting these small wins along the way of the journey. It gives them confidence and they, they start concentrating on themselves a little bit more rather than looking at other people. I've, mm-hmm. I've always found that's a big one, mate.
1: Yeah, definitely. I've I, I again put very similar notes down where I've kind of put long journey in um, big underlined lines because um, it is going to be a long journey. It's not something you're going to change overnight because there's going to be ups and downs and flat points and, and everything in, in that journey. So it's not just going to change at just a simple click. Um, again a change of focus and habits uh, things like that if there's any habits that are are triggers to making you feel bad like that it's trying to replace them with positive habits that are going to make you realize how how awesome you are and the great aspects about yourself uh, and the focus on those areas um, and again goals was not of one or again depending on the clients that I've had whether um, they were a bit too extreme and uh, I to say extreme they were quite quite um, Challenging in that body image area, quite a, a tough task. Maybe a referral to someone like Marion um, to get specialist help for that.
0: Yeah, I think you've gotta work. You've got to work with clients. You can't just tell people what to do. It's a two-way. Mm-hmm. Coaching's a two-way thing. You need to work with the other person. No one likes being told what to do, and it doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Get resistance, and, and it can be your, your views coming across rather than what they actually want to do if someone comes to you and they say, Oh, I want to do this. And you think bloody hell, you know, that is, that sounds extreme. If you work with them and like make change, small changes along the way or along longer journey, sometimes they'll change their own mindset um, without you really saying to them, you know, directly. Uh, and they'll come to a point where they might say, you know, what? I'm quite happy with myself at the moment. I feel strong. I feel fit. I feel confident in my clothes. Um, they might not be anywhere near the extreme thing that they said before, but you've sort of like worked with them to show them that they don't actually need to get there. Yeah, that, That's happened with a lot of clients as well.
1: Yeah. It's, it's a good point because I think we both focus our coaching on it being a relationship rather than a dictatorship. Yeah. Um, which is probably a good way of putting it because we won't demand them to ever do anything. Again, they kind of tell us what they want and we kind of have an open path, like open box, tool, a toolbox almost say. So this is what we can do. What are you kind of happy to do to, to get there? And like I said, you might say, uh, get to a certain point where they're doing X amount of training and stuff and they feel really comfortable. As soon as you start seeing the, the results and stuff, they're they're quite addicted, aren't they? When you start saying you drop a amount of body fat or again you run a 5K at a certain time, you're just like, you know what I quite like this. You, they instantly actually want to increase it themselves. So that's kind of the part of the relationship where you're kind of showing them a kind of pathway and encourage them to do certain stuff and and that kind of builds and builds, isn't it? Yeah,
0: that happens a lot. It's it's about making people not making like allowing people to see things that they didn't they might not have been aware of before because if you sit down in a consultation and I don't know a female comes up to you and says I want to be a size eight and you think you start yourself bloody hell that's you know extreme you wouldn't you wouldn't say to them no you don't would you because straight away you're in a consultation. they will be like well I've, I'm coming to you I'm telling you what I want to do you can't tell me what but they might, you know, drop a few dress sizes, get close to that or, you know, size 10 or 12 or something, but then turn around to you and say, you know what, I feel great. I feel energetic. My life's good. Relationship's good. Work's good. And I'm happy where I am. And you think, yeah, brilliant job. The job's done.
1: Yeah, it's, it's opening up that opportunity to be able to do that stuff, isn't it? Rather than, like you said, it's not a closed door. Like I say, there's a difference between if someone say if they were size 30, 32, and there's quite a long way, and there's some a lot of severe habits you change. Like I said, you'd look at them saying, "Right, we could look at his referral routes." Someone like we said, like Marion, and then we can work on these things together. And it's he's giving them all these opportunities to actually be able to get towards that. And like you said, they might get part way to like a fourteen and be like, you know, I feel very happy. I don't care about the eight goal anymore. I feel happy myself. I feel very confident, and I I, I love myself. Mm-hmm. And and like you said, that that's job done
0: and it's things like you know if you did get to that like 12 14 or whatever and they're having a good life they're going out with their friends they're having a meal out they're having a glass of wine you can sort of like start them making them see that if they was to take it any further some of this stuff needs to start going a bit and mm-hmm. a lot of people at that at that stage will think oh shit that's not for me i'll, I'll like my friday night uh, wine or gym with my mates or and my curry on a saturday night or whatever i'll stop where i am and yeah everyone's happy
1: yeah so what's it going to take for you to get down from 14 to 8 yeah Uh, it's assessing that isn't it
0: yeah it is i mean if they want to do it then support them but just make people aware of what it takes and what what it's like to sustain it as well Um,
1: yeah definitely
0: you know some people do it and they're happy some you know some physique bodybuilders for instance they do it all the time they love it they? they just love the process of it i look at them somehow and i think how do you do that all the time but i take my hat off to them just for their mindset yeah just you know keep being that dedicated to what they're doing but it's what 0.01 percent of the population if that mm-hmm. yeah most of us just want to enjoy ourselves and be fit and healthy to do so don't we
1: yeah definitely mate. again i think that's quite a nice sort of positive note to to, to leave this body image talk on mate like i said because we've discussed a, a large large amount of things the theory our own experiences social media how we do the clients and all this sort of stuff um, but again, to fact, we might actually be able to sneak Marion on if we can uh, bribe her with maybe a few beers or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. we'll, we'll have a word of her, see if we can go on for that next week. So I think we've already discussed that uh, next week's episode, we're going to be looking at body confidence, uh, which again, very much links into this body image. I think Marion will be someone who's brilliant to bring on that, um, having obviously dealt with that uh, long line of her work, which I think would be good to have her on, Matt. Yeah, then, yeah
0: it'd be good. It'd be really good to get her perspective on it.
1: Yeah, definitely. Awesome, guys. Thank you very much for listening to this week's episode. Like we said, on body image. Again, if you need any help, feel free to drop either of us a, a message or, again, the YouTube personal training page, and then we will get back to you as soon as we can. Um, otherwise, have another fantastic week.
0: Speak to you all next week.